Well, hello and welcome to LND Done Right, presented to you by CD2 Learning, a Nelnet company. Uh, on this podcast, what we're going to do is talk to some of the world's leading minds in learning and development. So, you listeners, whether you're trying to impact the lives of your teams internally at your company, the communities you serve, or your clients as well, we hope you just learn from these people and the experiences that they, that they have had along the way. Today's guest, I am super excited to, for y'all to meet him, myself, and, and the company CD2 Learning that I work for have the, the pleasure of calling him a partner and being a partner in what he is doing over there at MindView. Uh, so without further ado, Dr. Brian Davidson, how are doing? you today? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Good to see you. It's good to see you too. Super excited for today. I, I got to be honest. So I did a little bit of digging before coming into today's call. I spoke oh. with Brittany and, and Scott before jumping on here today. And, you know, I, I thought it'd be fun to share a little bit of a story that they told me um, it, that honestly is not a bad story. It's, it's just a reflection of who you are and living out what you do at, at MindView. Um, so, like I said, we, we've been able to work with you guys, a lot of content development work that we've been doing and, and a, lot of, a lot of timelines that we've agreed to to continue to push the boundaries and continue to execute for you, right? And so we've been had that pleasure. A recent story that was shared with me was the fact that, you know, we were storyboarding and whiteboarding out this project together, getting towards that place where like, all right, it's time to execute and kick this thing off. Hmm. Before leaving that meeting, that execution meeting, and agreeing to that timeline, you you made a point to pause. And you said, hey, guys, uh, I am not worried about you executing in within this time frame. I know how fast this is and how, what it's going to take to do this. So I just want to pause and say, hey, are you guys mentally going to be okay? Yeah. To me, that's just, who does that? Who does, who takes the time to do that? I think that's a direct reflection of you and what you care about. And so I, I thought it'd be fun to share with the listeners today, that little, little nugget for everyone. Uh, Gil, I appreciate you doing that. That's, it t- takes me back a few years to that, to that moment. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Well, why don't you start? Well, why don't we start off by telling the listeners a little bit about you and your story? Yeah, Gil, I, I kind of described to people that I'm, I'm an educator at heart. So I've created a company, I get labeled as an entrepreneur, but I really define myself as an educator. So I started off my career as a high school teacher up in the Twin Cities, and I had a background in psychology before I, I uh, started to teach. And, and so I was so fascinated on what made my kids successful. And I was trying to figure out like what, what makes this one student you know shine so well and what makes them thrive and do so well ac- academically and in sports and all these different areas. And I started to realize, okay, the, a lot of these great students that I had, they were very self-motivated. They're intrinsically motivated. And then I also thought they also had a high level of self-discipline. So I was like, okay, how, how do those qualities develop in people? Like, where does that come from? So I came down to the University of Kansas, which brought me down to the Kansas City area here and started a PhD program in, in counseling psychology. And I started to learn about all this stuff, you know, like what makes highly successful people tick? And I started to learn about these factors like grit and resilience and growth mindset and self-efficacy. And with my background in education, I started to wonder, can you teach these things? Can you develop these factors and, and really cultivate these skills in people? Or are they like a, a fixed trait uh, about who somebody is as, as a person? And so that started to you know, develop this light bulb moment for me where I said, this is what I want to do with my life and career is develop some sort of organization that would figure out first, how do we measure these skills well? And then secondly, how do we build these skills to help people thrive and succeed? 
Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. I think it's, it's something that's under like understated, right? Is that it take this, this stuff's hard. Yeah. It takes some of these things to be successful and, and not many people are, there's not an open area where people can talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. did you find that you wanted to deliver that to people and give people the opportunity to say, Hey, let's recognize that these are challenges. Yep. Well, well, so Gil initially, so I'll go go back even further in, in that story. So I started with all this work with largely high school students, and we developed an initial version of the assessment back in 2012. And we found it was correlating and predicting academic performance really well. And then I could just see anecdotally with all these kids in school, those that were scoring better in a lot of these factors, were, were just doing better in life and in, in school and in all areas of, of, of their life. And so and then I started to think, okay, can can we develop these these skills? And then I developed this after school leadership program to see if we could actually foster these skills. And in this little program I developed, it was like we were seeing some positive evidence that kids going through some intervention, some training to cultivate these factors like resilience and grit and growth mindset. In the pre and post test assessment, we found that they were actually improving in these factors. And so that gave me great hope, right? That these things are not fixed and set in stone, but we can cultivate these skills. And so from there, it was like, okay, how can I build up more materials? And so I, then I developed up this, this curriculum set, this 170 page curriculum set that I was uh, working to help build these skills in more students across the, the country. Had a wonderful experience over in New Delhi, India, and uh, was now serving about 10 tens of thousands of students every single year. And I think this organization serves about 30,000 students every wow. single year working to help cultivate these, these skills in students over there. And that was a life-changing moment for me. And that was right about the same time that I, I met the, the great leaders and, and founders there at CD2 Learning. And when I was over there in India, uh, again, I'm a small town guy from Iowa, right? And so I went over to, to India, whole different world over there. And I, I started to realize, oh my goodness, like there are so many people in this world, okay? And there are so yeah. many people who need help and support in developing many of these factors. And so then the question started to become, okay, how, how can you reach that group? So I was doing a lot of workshops and keynotes at that point in time, doing trainings with, with groups. And I started to think, okay, how can we reach the masses? How can we do that? And right at that time, that's when I had the, the wonderful privilege to, to meet uh, CD2's founders, Rich and Dana Bartlett, who uh, were just absolutely life-changing for me. And they gave me the understanding of how you could develop online materials, right, to then uh, take this content that I had developed and use it in a way that can then impact millions and millions of people across the world. Wow. <laughs> That's a, that's a story in itself. And I think that, you know, obviously we're lucky to, to be here with you and to be a partner with you in that journey because it is amazing work. And I think that that's a, a blessing for, for us and, and for you to, to be able to do this together. Right. But, but what I find so fun and interesting about what you do. So I'm going to butcher this. All right. But it's a, the Japanese word, is it Ikiji? Ikigai. 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 Yeah. Dang it. I even Googled this before we got on here. I still butchered it. <laughs> However, it, it means finding life's purpose. Yeah. Right? And it's something that you live by at MindView and, and your actions and what you do to serve. Mm -hmm. So what I find so fun and what I'm listening to you tell your story is, you know, not only do you live by that and your actions at the company, but you found that for yourself mm -hmm. right along that way. Tell me how you found that word and how you try and bring that into the learning that you that you deliver 
through my yeah. Well, so icky guy. All right. Some people yeah. I've done some trainings in the past where they said, is it, is oh. it icky, icky guy? Cause I don't know if my yeah. husband's going to be too excited, you know, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm learning about this icky guy, you know, in, in, in this workshop, yeah. but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to refrain from trying to say it anymore. Cause I'll just continue to butcher it. So, so it's a Japanese concept. So years back, National Geographic did this study looking at these pockets of the world called blue zones, where they were finding that yeah. people were living super long life expectancies. And one of these pockets that they found was in Okinawa, Japan. And when they started to study the people of Okinawa, they were finding, yes, they, they ate very healthy diets, right? Fish-based and a lot of plants and vegetables and, and whatnot. They were moving around quite a bit throughout their lives. But they noticed that they were also talking about ikigai. And finally, the researchers were like, what, what is ikigai? We don't have a direct translation for that. And these elders went on to describe, they said, it's, it's basically your life's worth. You know, it, it's your reason why you get up out of bed in the morning. It's your purpose. And they, they say that your ikigai is found by finding the common answer to four key questions. The first of which is, what do you love to do? Secondly, what are you good at doing? Third, what does the world need out there? And then fourth, what can you do to earn a living, get paid, rewarded, or compensated for what it is that you can do? And if you can unite and find a common answer to those four key questions, that is your ikigai. That is your sense of purpose. That is your why right there. Yeah. You know, And I feel like I've been so fortunate in my life to find and discover and really cultivate, not so much you just find a sense of purpose, but you you cultivate this. You know, what, what gives me a sense of purpose today is slightly different than what created a sense of purpose 15 years ago in my life. But I've been able to pursue this and do something that I absolutely love and enjoy. Well, and what's so cool about it is what are we talking about here today, right? What's learning and development in the corporate world for? It's to hone in on those four principles, right? Let's find your why and let's figure out how do we take that into what you do every single day. What you're going to spend the most of your life doing is working. So it needs to follow Ikigai, right? And so it needs to follow within those four, four peers and pinnacles. So tell me, uh, you know, you met Rich and Dana Bartlett, right? Again, blessing for, for all of us to, to be able to be sitting here today. How, what was that transition period? What was the moment you said, okay, we're in India. We need to take this to online. You meet Rich and Dana Bartlett. Walk us through the process of, you know, vetting out the platform and what did you do to get to where you're at today to have MindView and to be serving so many people around the world? Well, you know, a big part of that is you look at the people. Okay. So in addition to, to Rich and Dana, you know, CD2 has just got a wonderful array of amazing people that are helping out in this process. And you have to ask yourself as somebody in my position, okay, What's going to help us actually accomplish this vision, this goal mm -hmm. of reaching millions and millions of people and helping cultivate these skills in as many people across the world as we possibly can? You know, so then it was having some conversations with everybody there at CD2. And, and listen, this this was not something that was just, uh, you know, a, a two-week you know, decision. Uh, this We're talking about years, okay, mm -hmm. in the making before you know, we got to that point where it's, okay, we are we are set and ready to go. Now, I think you know, a lot of your other listeners are probably not going to be in that in that similar situation. Uh, but, but that's what it took because a big part of what we had, uh, Gil, was this assessment. And we sure. knew that we had to get this assessment validated. And in order to get an assessment validated, it is so incredibly difficult to, to yeah. do that. And literally, it took us years. So I initially developed that assessment in 2012. It wasn't until 2018. Wow. 
that we'd gone through like the full psychometric all the statistics getting the thing to be psychometrically sound meaning that's valid and reliable and all the internal validity all this nerd stuff right this stat <laughs> stuff holds up that that it actually is is when you're saying you're measuring grit and resilience like okay you're actually capturing something there it's not yeah. just you're saying this but there's some science and, and validity behind it all so we had to get that assessment created first and that was kind of step one in the process and then from there it was trying to figure out okay how can we then develop out all this you know, online solution this digital learning to get that done so i developed that after school leadership program that turned into this big content book so i had a lot of materials that were created but we needed to get that into an online scalable format and for, the, for people who are going to view this why don't you show do you have that book handy I do. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're going to post this online as well. So for the people watching, why don't we, why don't we show how this. So here, here would be a little student booklet and here would be the, <laughs> the teacher's manual here, a good 170 pages of, of content and curriculum uh, yeah. they designed to help foster all the, all these. As, factors. as the person that's had to learn how to learn as a professional, a book that size would have given me anxiety back in the day, but now I think it's amazing. <laughs> Well, so it was then taking all those activities and, and it was a combination of, of those materials plus all these workshops that I've done over the years, figuring out what what works, right? When you're trying to develop grit and resilience and, and hope and people, what actually is showing to be beneficial? And then trying to figure out, okay, how can we take that, that experience that I've done in, in live circumstances and then get it into some online format that somebody can do on a cell phone. Okay. Yeah. And let me tell you what, Gil, that is no easy task. Okay. Cause now you're trying to create this live experience and replicate that in some way, shape or form. And, and the great people at, at CD2, you know, Cindy and, and Scott and Jeremy and Aldo and all those wonderful people, okay, they listened to all these ideas and literally I, I would come up with like little graphics and stick figures of like okay here this is what this could look like right and we'd have this back and forth process and i gil i absolutely loved you know this process in, in the journey like it was so fun that that creative oh <laughs> look at that. Is that what you're talking about right there <laughs> you, you came prepared yeah so this is uh one of the activities so so this is uh, an activity that we're trying to develop self-awareness in people and, you know, I, I was initially talking with the team. I said, you know, I love this idea where we kind of have a person help identify all these different aspects of, of who we are. So it's not just where, you know, we're an employee at Mindview or employee with Nelma yeah. or, you know, I'm not just a, a dad, but there's many different components to, to who I am. And then I told, told the team, I was like, well, could we have like a flower bloom, you know, and like all these petals are the different components of, of who we are. And it started there, right? And then by the end of the process, it turns into what you're seeing there on, on the other side, right? Of a, a human being, the pieces kind of fill into the human being as, as those aspects of our identity pop up and all those attributes of, of who we are. So it kind of shows you where, where it starts, yeah. right? And then where it ultimately ends up in this iterative process, which is just so much fun. That creative process is something that I just absolutely love. Um, but yeah, great, great example. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd get a giggle out of that. When Scott sent that to me and when we were taking a look at it, I got a chance to talk to Scott and Brittany about it. And there was a lot of laughs and just like reminisc reminiscence on the process and where we were at and where, we, where we're at today. It's just, it's beautiful. It's well, beautiful. you know, you know, on my side, like... I'd never done online learning before. Okay. I've clearly done stuff with teaching at KU and, and using Canvas and you know a lot of technology along those lines. 
but they have never developed online content like that. Sure. And so working with the CD2 team and figuring out, okay, how, how can we take this activity that I created and have done before and then get it to create something that can show up on a person's cell phone that they can do yeah. and interact with. What we didn't want was just simply like a, a sit and get passive learning yeah. experience, but we wanted to create activities where the, the learners would have to engage and manipulate aspects of, of the module of the activity set. To, to enhance that engagement because, uh, you know, we just don't want to sit there and, and read something or just watch something. You know, all those modalities are great, but we want them to interact and engage with those, with that learning. Well, tell, I think that's an awesome opportunity to kind of reflect on some learnings uh, of taking, you had this amazing assessment, right? We're going to now take that into a le online learning environment. Mm -hmm. Then how do we take that assessment Put it into now we know where the the baseline is and how are we going to educate and improve what is that process for your for mine view um i think that the way we we've structured that and you know assess figure out where the baseline is mm -hmm. then you know prescribe the right learning that is important to that specific individual learner within the system yeah. and then constantly reevaluating. i think it's just so important so what did you learn along that process and and why did is that the way you you decided to go about doing it well, because we we realize everybody is different. You know, the the learner, the individual, they all have different things that are going on in their lives. This is something that we found with the assessment. When we initially developed this tool back when, again, 2012, 13, 14, at that stage in the game, I largely thought that these were factors that were kind of set in stone, you know, or not right. set in stone, but like pretty stable and like, uh, Gil, you're just a person with great motivation and grit and resilience, and you're probably going to have that for the rest of your life. It's kind of like traits of an individual. Sure. But then we started to assess a lot of these highly accomplished, amazing individuals, and occasionally we'd see these scores that were much lower than what we'd anticipate. People you look at and be like, oh, my goodness, like they are the epitome of grit and resilience, but yet they wouldn't score that way. And then mm -hmm. we'd talk to those individuals after seeing those scores, and we would often find out that they were quite miserable, that they had really? stuff going on in their life that, yeah, they were going through divorce or just got diagnosed with something or were, you know, really burnt out in their work or contemplating, should I stay in this job or should I leave? And so what we came to understand with regards to these skills is it's not so much, you know, do you just have motivation and grit and resilience, but what we seem to be capturing is more of what is this person thinking, feeling, and experiencing? Are they feeling motivated? Are they feeling greedy? Are they feeling resilient at this particular point in time? So once we started to realize that, then we realized, okay, this is really picking up on a snapshot of where somebody's at. So now we could use that information and assess them in a very proactive manner to see what's going on between the ears of this person and then mm -hmm. deliver up content to help them grow and develop in the areas where they need support. And so that's where we worked with the CD2 team. And we start with the process of the assessment. And then based off of those assessment results, the platform can then deliver up through machine learning appropriate modules that are unique to that individual with the goal of developing the right skills at the right time for that person. And so it's really, a, in education terms, we call this differentiated instruction. You're differentiating your learner, your, your learning based off of the needs of, the, of that learner. And yeah. so you're, you're trying to meet the learner where they are at themselves. And so that's kind of the, the 
process of, of how we then deliver this content to individuals. Something that we have found, however, is there is good benefit to often working through this within a collective group as a team, because then you can talk about the ideas really well, right? And if you can have somebody that takes that learning almost as like a flipped learning mod uh, model where the person can go do the, the learning module on their own time. And then in a, in a group context, it could be like a group coaching session or a, you know, an educational environment, we can then discuss and talk about like Ikigai, for example, you know, yeah. right? get, get people to really analyze and think about, okay, what, what were my responses to all those four key questions there of Ikigai? And so again, this is what we've been working to, to develop and learn from and reiterate and continue to evolve. And, and uh, you know, again, just, it's been an amazing, amazing process. So not just um, impacting and delivering content that is just out there for these certain areas, but prescribed to that sp specific individual's needs. Absolutely. Um, to me, I think it, it hits, I mean, it's not just impacting performers or high performers or people who want to be motivated, but you're truly digging. It's bigger than that, right? You're digging into the happiness of the professionals. You're helping them to improve happiness in their own lives and in their careers. I think that's amazing. Yep. Yeah. In fact, so, so we uh, just recently did a dissertation study. We helped out use the assessment as part of a doctoral dissertation uh, up at Drake university oh, wow. at student athletes happiness. And we found yeah, that many of these factors were predictive of, of a student athletes level of happiness and many wow. of these things like hope and grit and resilience, right. They, they tend to be buffers against a lot of that negative, behavior psychopathology of an individual and so from the wellness side there's there's great benefits to working to develop these these skills and people beyond just all the performance indicators and helping people succeed and thrive and, and perform well but there's also the, the mental health component of all of this too to help people yeah. really uh, feel good in their life yeah well i you know i don't know if you know this but i've got a brother who plays soccer at drake university is that um, right really so he better be at the tips of the scale of happiness because he's got the best big brother ever. So <laughs> definitely. Um, well, Brian, I, we could continue to talk all day. And I think that the way what you're doing for your people, uh, the communities that you're serving, and the, frankly, the individuals within those communities down to the specific person um, is so impactful. Um, if, if you're speaking to another individual that's an entrepreneur wants to do similar things to you and take what they're doing and are, is thinking, you know, maybe online an online presence or doing this through an online training environment is impactful. What did you learn along the way that you would share with them? Well, number one on the entrepreneur side, I'd tell people go for it. Okay. We, we all have one life to live. And at the end of our lives, whenever that may come, hopefully, you know, later than, than sooner, and hopefully we can look back and say, you know, I, I went for it. I yeah. went for it. And I, I pursued my goals rather than have all these regrets of what I did not do. And so that'd be kind of step number one, as I tell anybody, like, go for it, go for it. Uh, but when it comes to the the learning side, the modules and all that, my recommendation would be to understand it, it takes a team. Okay. You cannot do it alone, but you need a, a great team that's got the you know, instructional design side figured out, that's got the graphics design who can create you know, videos and materials because you can't simply do all those things, right? In order to create something that's going to be of tremendous value, you really need a diverse set of, of strengths 
to be able to pull from. And that requires a team. And so you just can never do it alone. So, you know, uh, whoever it could be, you know, just try not to walk that path alone, but to find a, a group or organization that can help you accomplish those goals. Yeah. It, like it doesn't have to be CD2 learning. It, there's a, a lot of organizations out there looking to support. Right. And so, but you can't do it alone. And to be able to improve grit, improve those metrics that are really important to you and your, the people that you're serving today, but even for you alone, right, is to maintain those things and making sure you're surrounding yourself with the individuals that are going to continue to improve and support you as well. Yeah, I, I think that that's what we try and do every day with our clients is we understand that this is what we do, right? Your The communities that you serve are going to continue to evolve over time. Same with the people taking MindViews assessments, right? It's going to always continue to evolve. So you have to have a team around you that's going to make sure that those strategies are going to continue to evolve over time. And I think that that's such something that is unfortunately missing in today's world is this interest to be a part of it and to be dedicated to it. And so I think you're exactly right. Um so I think that that's great advice for any entrepreneur is no matter who it is, whether it's CD2 or whether it's the guy next door, find someone that's going to help you and get the job done and be there for you when you need them. Yeah. And quite honestly, it's a heck of a lot more fun, you know, when, yeah, when, when you've got a team around you. We have had some fun, haven't we? We have. Absolutely. Here, here's absolutely. A yeah, there you go. Well, one final question that I like to wrap up uh, these interviews with. Okay. What books are you reading today that you'd recommend out to your community? Ah, uh, well, my probably all-time favorite is uh, Viktor Frankl, who's a Holocaust survivor, wrote a great book called Man's Search for Meaning. And when you talk about a sense of purpose in your life, I think this is a great way to, to really think through some of those deep, deep questions, right? That, that gives you some meaning and, and purpose in your life. So that'd be one I'd recommend. Another one, uh, you might be able to see that above me here, uh, is Grit by Angela Duckworth. So Angela is a pioneer in this field of positive psychology. She's the psychologist who developed this idea of, of grit or really defined it about passion and perseverance for long-term goals. So she's really doing some innovative, amazing research and, and work and continues to do so. Um, another one would be a great uh, friend and colleague of mine, Mike Matthews at, at West Point. He's got a book called The Character Edge. Yeah. And this is about uh, winning and leading with integrity. And that's something I think as, as leaders, you know, we need to be thinking more about of, of how can we, we lead and ultimately win with, with integrity intact. And so it's a, it's a great avenue to, to get leaders to, to think about that. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to throw a curveball again, real quick. Uh -huh. I, I lied, not final question. If people, the listeners wanted to find you and, and, and introduce themselves to you, where can they find you at? How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, good, good question, Gil. I get asked this a lot. So what I tell people is uh, before you go get on your phone and spend more time on your phone, okay, uh, first, spend some time with your loved ones, okay? Take some time to be with your children, text your family members, your your spouse, your, your parents, whoever it could be, and tell them how much you appreciate them, okay? That's going to be a really important piece to mental wellness, and it'll help you accomplish that. So once that's done, Okay, you can find more about MindView on our website, mindview.com, M-I-N-D-V-U-E 
mindvue.com, M-I-N-D-V-U-E.com. And uh, I'm, I'm not a big social media guy myself. I, I do have a Facebook, but I don't think I've been on Facebook for a couple of years now. Um, uh, Twitter, I'm also not, not on. I do have a LinkedIn. However, I do probably spend most of my social media time uh, on LinkedIn so people can, can find me on, on LinkedIn. But uh, listen, I... I think with social media, this is maybe getting off on a whole different tirade here, but um, I, okay. I, I would not be surprised if we in 20 years from now look back on social media and see it much the same way as what we see cigarettes for, for my generation growing up of like how detrimental it can be for individuals. Uh, so I think the less time we can spend on all that social media and spend more time interacting with real people in our lives and showing you know what's, what's real out there and uh, having that connection, I think will do wonders for, for people's mental health and wellness. I love that. Uh, no better way to wrap up this discussion and, and tying into everything that we've talked about. So thank you for sharing that. Um, a true testament to you. Brian, thank you so much for speaking with us today. That concludes L&D Done Right presented to you by CD2 Learning, a Nelnet company. Thank you so much. Listen again soon. Thanks, Brian. <laughs>